Today's reading is taken from Psalms chapter 12, verse 1 to 7. Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone, for the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. Everyone utters lies to his neighbour with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are with us who is master over us. Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. I trust God. I trust in his goodness. I trust in his faithfulness and his kindness. I trust who he says he is and that he'll do what he says he'll do. I know I can trust him with the things most valuable to me, that the, the precious things of my life are, are safest and securest when they are in his hands. I trust him with my dreams. I trust him with my desires. I trust him with my legacy. I, I trust him with tomorrow. I trust him in today. I, I trust him in the pain and the triumphs of yesterday. I trust God. And, and the reason I can trust him is because of this. My Bible, this book is a testimony, is a written testimony, is, is, is factual history of God doing what he says he'll do and being who he says he is. You can trust God because of this. I want to share this morning about how we can trust God because his words are refined like silver. They're guaranteed. But before I do that, I just want to pray together. Father, I thank you for every single word contained in this Bible, every bit of scripture you've given us. Lord, I thank you that it is all useful. And I just pray this morning, as we read your word, Holy Spirit, you would come you would stand alongside us, you would guide us and lead us in truth, you would cause the, 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 the truth of God through the words I say to come and impact hearts and minds this morning. I ask more than anything that we would grow in our trust of you, God. That we would all grow in how well we trust you and in what areas we are willing to trust you. God, I pray for healing even now for, for people as we go through this today, that people would would receive healing in their hearts for any places that trust is broken down, especially with you, God. So Holy Spirit, would you come and lead us this morning? Amen. So let me share a bit about this psalm. So Psalm 12, this psalm, it starts by drawing attention to the brokenness of society, you know, the, the unreliability of man with the best intentions in the world, the words of man are merely a potential. You know, if, if someone says to me, oh, I'll do that for you tomorrow, they may well do it tomorrow, but it's only a potential. It's, it's not guaranteed. With the worst intentions and, you know, man's, world's, uh, man's words sorry, are used to lie and to extort, to, to flatter, to deceive, to wound and to curse. Uh, our best we're fallible and uh, our worst and in times of turmoil our words sometimes just descend into fiction. 
I was reading a couple of things this week. I was reading about the Burmese army who who promised democratic elections, and now down the line they've just stopped that whole process and and chucked their, all the democratic leaders into into prison. I was thinking about uh, uh, these these concentration camps in China that they're claiming are schools, and you hear the stories about what goes on inside them. It's horrific. You know, man's words flatter to deceive so often. And even with our best intentions, they often fall short. I'm thinking about the, um, the, the agreements between companies and countries uh, to do with vaccines and to do with stockpiling vaccines and actually how many of those have now kind of gone back on their agreements. And the result is countries are stockpiling vaccines and the poorer nations, the, the people who desperately need these vaccines, aren't actually able to get any. This is the result of society when trust breaks down. And often in these places, the victims are the poor and the oppressed and the broken. And this is the context in which God speaks to in this psalm. This psalm shows that God pays personal attention to the cries of the needy, for the justice of the oppressed. His throne, his coming kingdom, it says, is established on righteousness and justice. His kingdom sees the poor rewarded, the, the mourning comforted, the meek inherit, the hungry are filled and the thirsty are satisfied. And that is the good news of his kingdom and his word accomplishes all of this. It is given to us like silver, pure and reliable and refined. We can trust God. And I feel, I feel like this is really what God is saying this morning, more than anything, especially to, to those of us who maybe feel like we're going through a tough time or we're, we're oppressed in one way or another. God is saying, you can trust me. You can trust me. So this morning, I, I want to briefly talk about three things, and I mean briefly. One, how God fulfills his word. Secondly, why we should trust him. And thirdly, how we can trust him. So how does God fulfill his word? There's an amazing passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 19 and 20. It says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. And that is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. I'm going to come back to this passage later, but it's it, Paul saying Jesus is not like any other human. He's not like he says yes one minute and no the next minute. He is consistent and faithful in every word of God, every promise of God found their yes in Jesus. And they found their yes in Jesus when he chose the Father's will over his will. When he sat in that garden and he prayed and he's like, Father, if there's any way this, this can be taken away from me, let it be so. But if not, let your will be done, not mine. Every yes of God found it, it's, 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 its home and its agreement in Christ when he said yes. And this is why we can trust God's word because Jesus has already made a way for it. Jesus has already said yes to it. When God lays out his promise to his people, Christ himself accepts it. When God 
promises to, to, to bless us, to look after us, to protect us, to not test us beyond what we can bear, to, to kind of give us salvation, to give us truth, to give us life. Jesus has already said yes to all those things on our behalf when he went to the cross. And that is why we can respond with our amen. We agree. God fulfills his word through Jesus Christ. And all he is looking for is our amen, our agreement, our partnership in it. That is, is how God fulfills his word. And, and I know that there are going to be people watching today who will say, okay, but have you seen the brokenness in my life? Do you know what I've suffered? Do you know what I've been through? Do you know what I'm going through at the moment? Why should I trust God? And I think as a question is so important that we all can answer. And the, and the truth is, I don't know the pain that each and every one of us have been through or are going through. And I, and I don't know the, the, the pain each one of us feels as we get to places where we feel like our prayer is unheard. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know that this morning. But let me share this to you from Romans 8. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Over the last few months, I feel like I've caught a glimpse of the great love of the Father. I remember the, the morning Remiel died and Phil drove us home from hospital about seven in the morning. And we got home feeling completely lost. And in that moment, we decided to, to take communion. We didn't really know what to do. And we just decided, that why don't we take communion together before the boys wake up? And as we remember Christ in that moment, I realized that the Father knew the pain that I was going through. I realized that God the Father knew that pain because he had seen his own son die. But the difference was where I desperately prayed to see mine live. He willingly sent his to the cross for me. He willingly sent his to the cross for Remia. He willingly sent Jesus to the cross for you. How great is that love? The Bible says that while we were still enemies of God, he willingly gave his only son to die in our place. And, and the truth is, I know I can trust a God who gave that willingly for me. That price was so great. What greater proof could we ask for that God loves us, that he went through that willingly? This is why we can trust God. And I know there are still questions in that. You know, what about the prayers we have been praying? Those places where it feels unanswered. And again, I don't, I don't feel like God is far from us in those situations. I feel like the, the question we ask is, how can I trust God if I don't feel like he answers my prayer? And again, it's a valid question and one that we've all asked at some point. 
I know that God loves our prayers, but they are not a means by which we force him to do anything. I always, uh, I was thinking about this this week. I was thinking, imagine if I asked Jen to make me dinner, um, but then I did some backseat cooking, and we've all done that. Uh, and what you do is you hang over someone's shoulder. If I was hanging over Jen's shoulder, you know, trying to make her mash my potatoes instead of, of, of boil them or, or checking there's an adequate meat to vegetable ratio. Uh, husbands, if you've ever done this, um, my advice is don't. It's probably better for you. That's actually a relationship for everyone. Don't do backseat cooking slash backseat driving. It really doesn't help. <laughs> um, and the thing is, it doesn't work because it's not relationship, it's control. You know, when we are trying to oversee how something is done, it's no longer a relationship with someone, but we actually are just trying to control the situation. And this is the thing. Jesus teaches us to pray according to his will. And we have a really good idea of what that is because of this, because of his word. And so we can pray according to what we know of his will. And, and I want to encourage you to do that. God loves our prayers. But at the end of the day, it is his will. We don't have the right to tell him how to do our potatoes. We, we just have to trust that we're getting dinner. We don't have the right to tell him how to answer our prayers, but we just have to trust in his goodness. You cannot trust God to fulfill your will, but you can completely and utterly trust him to fulfill his will. It's guaranteed. And we know that his will works for our good in every situation. That's what it says in Romans 8, 28. He works all things for the good of those who are loved by him and called according to his purposes. So we can trust him in those places. We can trust and we can pray and we can believe to see God's goodness. And if it goes the way we, we thought it should go, then praise God. And if it doesn't go the way we thought it was going to go, then still praise God, even through your tears. For we know then that his goodness is even better than we could possibly have imagined. When your prayer isn't answered the way you think, you've just got to know that actually God is so good that his goodness is even bigger than I could have even thought to have prayed for. For we know he works all things for the good of those who are loved by him and called according to his purpose. This is how we trust him as we pray. We pray according to what the scriptures say. And we trust at the end of those prayers, how whichever way it goes, that he is for us and he is working it for our good. I'd love to talk about this for longer with you guys, but actually I just feel God's heart for today is, is, is a simple call to trust him completely. And in some ways, trust is, is so convoluted. In other ways, it's really simple. It's just that we believe he has the best for us. And we don't let anything tell us otherwise. And as a church, I want to encourage you. I know many of you, you're amazing. <laughs> and you do trust God. But I've yet to meet one amongst us who trusts God completely. In every area, in every aspect. But God helps us to do this. Let me read the end from that 2 Corinthians passage I started. So this is verse 21. 
2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. The promises of God, his, his word is fulfilled and guaranteed in Christ, but God has then given us his spirit to us as a guarantee. He's given the Holy Spirit to us as a guarantee to say, I will do what I said I'll do. You can trust me. I remember my, my dad was once the, the guarantee for my rent when I was younger, which basically meant if I didn't pay, he'd have to pay. Like he was obliged to pay if I missed my payments on my rent. Uh, I didn't, you'd be pleased to know. But that, that's how it worked. And, and in the same way, Holy Spirit is given to us as an assurance that God will do what he says he'll do, that we can trust him. And the presence and the anointing of Holy Spirit is a reminder to us. It's a witness to us that we can abandon our fear and trust God completely. You know, the root of all fear is a, is, is a lack of trust. And most commonly, a lack of trust in God. Were that every fear we ever experienced met by the anointing and the presence of the Holy Spirit, that guarantee in our hearts that we can trust God. In every place that we fear, we would hear the Father's voice saying, I've got you, I've got this, you can trust me. I want to pray with you now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come and do exactly what the Bible says you will do. To come and be a guarantee, to come and anoint us in, in your presence, to be a guarantee that we can trust our Heavenly Father. And I feel like there's even places now I'm going to ask, just, just God, will you speak to everyone watching this? Speak to our hearts and will you show us in our hearts places where we are not trusting you? Where we're relying on ourselves or we're relying on someone else. And whilst all those things are good, God, if, if that means we're not trusting you, then it's not okay. Why don't you take a second and just ask him, God, am I trusting you and my family? God, am I trusting you for my marriage? God, am I trusting you with my finances? God, am I trusting you with my friends? Am I trusting you with my home life? Am I trusting you at work? Am I trusting you for my future? Am I trusting you to, to, to deal with and heal me in my past? Am I trusting you for, for my happiness? Am I trusting you for my health? God, we want to trust you completely because we know you are completely trustworthy. And we want our trust in you to deepen our relationship with you, our Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, show us. Teach us, guide us, guide us in truth. I want to ask you to pray with me this morning. And I'm just going to go for a list, most of them I've just said, of places that we're going to trust God. And I want you to declare it, even if you feel somewhere in your heart, oh, I'm not sure I can fully. We're going to declare it out. We're going to speak it out. And we're going to let our, our mouth lead the way, even if our heart needs to catch up. 
We're going to let our mouth lead the way in declaring who we're going to be and how we're going to live our lives. So would you pray with me? God, I love you. And God, I trust you with my family. God, I trust you with my finances. God, I trust you with my friends. God, I trust you with my home. God, I trust you with my future. God, I trust you with my past. God, I trust you with my job and my work. God, I trust you with my health. God, I trust you with my happiness. And God, I trust you for eternity. Father, would you take every promise that we have made before you today, every declaration? Would you breathe your life upon it? Would you empower us by your Holy Spirit to trust you? We thank you. You are dependable. We thank you for the gift of your Son. We thank you, Jesus, that you are obedient unto death. What greater love could we ask for?